everyone. Thanks again for tuning in to Sin's Workshop. I hope you are all having a wonderful day. So today we're going to be talking about A Year to the Day by Robin Benway. Let me just say this was such a phenomenal book. I really love the feel of this book above everything else. It's very cinematic. It, it reminded me, you know those scenes in the movies where you know, the character thinks about doing something different. So you see the scene moving backwards as they replay the events. Well, that's how this book moved, except it was more in depth, obviously. It begins a year after the death of Leo's sister, Nina. They're at her celebration of life. I guess, you know, they are honoring the year she died. And then... From that point, we're going backwards towards the accident. Really, and it just felt very cinematic to me. And I love that feel. And, and it hooked me from beginning to end. It hooked me. And I think what was also very powerful for me to read was I love the way Benway just addresses death and how you can feel grief as powerfully a year later as you did the moment before. I think a lot of people think, oh, grief is something you have to let go of. And I don't think so. I think it's just something you have to learn to survive with. And it's hard. The journey is hard. And we're seeing how hard it is for Leo and Nina's boyfriend East to move on. They're living their life and you can see that their grief at times is keeping them from living their lives. But when you get to that, when you, when you get to the end, or I should say at the beginning, you're seeing, wow, these characters went through so much to get to the point where the book begins. I guess it's like character growth in reverse almost. It was just such an impactful book. And it deals with grief in such a wonderful and compelling way and in an emotional way, too. And you're just, you're addicted, honestly. And I also, there is something else I do love about this book that I didn't put in my written review, and I wish I had. I talk about Leo in East a lot, but what I failed to talk about was Leo's relationship with her stepmother. I love that it breaks that trope of, oh, wicked stepmother, oh, we don't really get along. Their parents got divorced. They just fell out of love with one another. They wanted different things. It happens. But that doesn't mean the stepmom is always the catalyst for that event. So I really do love that Leo has a really strong bond with her stepmother because there are lots of powerful scenes in the book where... She bonds with her and they talk about grief and they talk about what it means to feel the loss and they are bonding with one another. I just had to highlight that because I am so sick and tired of that wicked stepmother trope in contemporary fiction. <laughs> I really am. It's like divorce happens sometimes. People fall out of love with one another. They want different things. It's just something that happens. It's not always because, oh, there's a mistress um, or something dark. It's just like people change, you know. Sometimes people just grow apart and it's okay. And I also love the fact that 
we're not talking about, oh, she's the stepmom, so you have to instantly hate her. No, not even the scenes where she's remembering Nina, um, Nina's interaction with the stepmom. Is there some alienation or nastiness going on? It's very, you know, it's wholesome. It's sweet. It's realistic. It's without that extra drama because that's not the focus of the story, and that shouldn't be the focus of the story. We're talking about grief and loss and how to cope with it and how to survive with it. And I love that Benway was able to focus on that while also building up another emotional connection and also stepping away from cliche tropes. The one thing I will say I was a little iffy about with this book was Leo's relationship with East. It seemed very romantic at times, so it's often confused by where these two characters were going. Obviously they've bonded because they were both in an accident alongside Nina and they're the two survivors and Nina is the one who died. So they've bonded um, over the death of Nina because they're really the only two who understand what happened. They loved her as so much and they were both in the accident. So they have a bond. It's just at times... I was confused as to, our, as to the direction of the relationship. If we were going in a romantic way or if it was just going to stay platonic. On the one hand, I'm kind of okay with that because when it comes to grief, you know, sometimes your emotions do get overwhelmed. Um, so that's understandable, especially when you form a connection and a bond as deep as these two did. But on the other hand, I wanted a little bit more clarity on their relationship because I just, I was very unclear and that was somewhat distracting at times. Um, but overall, you know, phenomenal book, four, four and a half out of five stars really did impact me. It felt very cinematic. It was a very easy to read. I love the pacing. I love the fact that it's so unique going backwards as a story. You would think that might be somewhat of a detriment, but it wasn't because it makes you think of the whole story as a whole once you get to the end and you're just like, wow, you want to reread it at that point. So four, four and a half out of five stars. If you want to go ahead and purchase the review, purchase the book, sorry, um, I will include links, of course, in the description below on where to purchase. And on that note, I hope you all continue to support this podcast by liking this um, chat, liking, liking this episode in the channel, subscribing to it, and sharing it with all your book-loving friends. You can also become a supporter on Buy Me Coffee, Coffee Patreon, purchasing one of my handmade candles, becoming a monthly supporter on uh, this platform for 99 cents, or by following any of my social media platforms. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day, and as always, happy reading. <laughs>